Welcome to the unofficial Premier League podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Premier League needs. If you enjoy the content, please consider subscribing wherever you're listening. Join us on Twitter and Reddit for more Premier League discussions. So today we're going to start off by previewing the upcoming Premier League season. It's a short turnaround and these are really really uncertain times, but uh, it's really exciting there has been a lot of football in the last couple of months and it's going to continue uh, until the may of 2021 where the season is expected to conclude so there's going to be a ton of football so let's get started and the first team we're going to be previewing is arsenal so when we talk about arsenal the first person i want to talk about is their new manager mikel arteta since he has come in in december i think arsenal have been fantastic he has given them given them a, a sense of identity i think he's tactically nuanced he knows the style of play that he wants from his players and he's pretty ruthless when it comes to that uh, if a player is able to implement his style of play he gets a chance if he doesn't off you go and uh, the club finally seem to have a sense of direction about them and i think that's in large part thanks to mikel arteta now that we've talked about uh, arteta uh, let's move on to talk about their signings uh, they have signed gabriel from lille uh, he is a left footed center back and uh, he's just 22 which is uh, really exciting when you consider the fact that uh, they are getting william saliba back from loan from saint etienne so them too have the potential to form arsenal's the center back pairing for the decade to come so that they must be really exciting for arsenal fans their left back uh, kierantini looks a really really good purchase and on the right side they have ainsley maitland niles who looks fantastic in my opinion he is a really really solid player he's good going forward and defensively i think he's pretty good as well so finally for a, for for the first time in a while i think arsenal's defense looks solid um going forward uh, they have got back uh, uh, danny sabeos back on loan for one more season uh, they have been able to make pablo mari of course he's a center back uh, and uh, cedric sores uh, both of them permanent on four year contracts and they have also gotten villian on a free uh, deal so overall i think that's pretty good uh, summer for arsenal uh, of course they were rumored to be signing thomas pate but unfortunately the financials uh, seem to be a little too far for arsenal um and that's really unfortunate because i think uh, thomas partey along with danny sabeos could actually transform their midfield make it really really solid not that it's really that bad uh now but let's see what happens with quendouzi um and osel is rumored to be uh he will be involved in some capacity this season is what um i've been able to get from uh the the rumors so let's see how that will happen uh moving forward uh, i think enric mkhitaryan has terminated his contract with them so that will be uh, interesting uh, unfortunately it hasn't worked out for him in the premier league um, so goodbye enric and then uh, kolasinac is also rumored to be uh, in talks with uh, shalka so he looks to be leaving as well so with that being said uh, so with this arsenal side i think they have a solid defense and they have a really good game plan like they come they play from the back the passing is really good i think arteta has been able to 
uh, implement his ideas really well. I really, really wish they can go on and get Partey because it would be a fantastic signing for them. He is a proven midfielder. He has the tenacity to take this Arsenal side to the next level. Of course, uh, Aubameyang has yet to confirm his contract extension, but it is apparently only a matter of time before that happens. Uh, three £250,000 a week contract. And I think that's well-deserved considering Aubameyang is their main guy. He is going to make a lot of difference for this side. Uh, he looks really, really good. He looks to be enjoying himself at Arsenal. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Of course, uh, there are rumours Lacazette will be leaving. So it's it's a little unfortunate. Uh, but I think Aubameyang will be uh, even more important than last season for Arsenal. With that being said, uh, they have two young players coming in. I mean, who had a bit of a breakthrough season last season. Gabriel Martinelli, unfortunately, will be missing uh, until December through injury is what... Uh, the press are saying and of course uh, Saka. Saka looks fantastic. Such a versatile talent. He can play anywhere from left back to the any I think he looks comfortable across the midfield. So what a fantastic talent uh, and he has signed a long-term deal. So it, it, it all comes down to Arteta. Let's see how he gets on this season and I have a lot of faith that Arsenal will do really really well this season. So finally, where do I think they'll finish? Um, in spite of all the positivity coming from the club and uh, the fact that Arteta looks to be the real deal, it's just that I feel the teams in front of them are a little too far and the fact that those teams are adding to their uh, squads as well makes it even more difficult for Arteta to make this uh, Arsenal's uh, side finish in the top four. So I think they'll come in sixth. But the, but in my opinion, they have a real chance to win Europa League and get back to the Champions League. And that could be the key for Arteta to further his plans. So I think Arsenal, uh, even though I think they will not be able to make the top four, I think Europa League is a huge chance for them. So let's see how they get on there. And uh, I wish them all the best. And Arsenal fans have every reason to be excited. So that's my preview for Arsenal. So let's move on to the next team. Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa's manager, Dean Smith, um, did a fantastic job at Brentford. Then moved to Aston Villa, helped them get promoted to the Premier League. But their Premier League season, last season, was plagued by injuries to some important players like Wesley who I think has adapted to the league rather well and John Megan who's uh, a very important player for them in the midfield so that made it that uh, they were extremely dependent on Jack Grealish for magic and that didn't really help Grealish as he has to get a hold of the ball and then move it forward so it, it really affected his output so Let's let's hope uh, John McGinn and Wesley can remain injury-free for uh, long periods in this campaign and uh, so that we can actually get to see the actual Aston Villa. And uh, they have gotten Matty Cash from Nottingham Forest. He's a right-back. So it's going to be an interesting signing. Let's see how he adapts to the Premier League. They're also close to signing Manchester United backup goalkeeper Sergio Romero, uh, who will, I'm sure, uh, strengthen their defence uh, all the more. So 
but that's the thing about Aston Villa. It's it's really hard to see how they will perform this season because they are a good side in my opinion. Dean Smith is actually capable of performing. I mean, making sure his teams perform well. Um, and I think they will be safe this season because there are teams worse than them. I see them finish 17th um, and just survive relegation, much like last season, unless they add some seriously good players uh, on top of the ones they have. Moving on, the next team we're going to talk about is Brighton. Uh, when football stopped in March, they were not really in great form. But when it restarted in June, they came back and they have done a fantastic job picking up four points uh, from the two matches uh, against Wolves and Arsenal. And I think that helped them stay in the Premier League and avoid relegation. And towards the tail end of the season, their manager, Graham Potter, has started playing three at the back, which is really interesting. Um, it, it's supposed to fortify their defence even further. They already have good players uh, at the back like Dunk, Webster, they have added Tarek Lamptey uh, from Chelsea in January and he is a really good player and I think he will operate as a right mid in this new look team. Uh, And that's something that really excites me. Uh, Talking about their signings, they've signed Adam Lallana who is a, a Liverpool player. Unfortunately, in the last couple of years, he has been on a bit of a decline and it hasn't uh, exactly been smooth sailing all the time so he comes into this side with a point to prove he i think he's a fantastic player he has great ball control and his passing is really good so i think he'll help uh players like uh, neil muape trossard um, get the final ball better and hopefully score and assist so i think he's a really really good signing and they have also gotten yoel weltman and uh, he is uh Ajax player, uh, they've got him for less than £1 million, so that's a very good purchase. But one unfortunate thing about him is he has suffered from ACL uh, injury and he's missed uh, a season uh, from, I think he's missed one year from 2018 to 2019. So let's see how he will be able to come out of that. Um, On the other side, they have let go of Anthony Knockart, who joins Fulham. And uh, Shane Duffy has left them for Celtic on a year-long loan. Um, Duffy's minutes were severely curtailed with the addition of Adam Webster. And uh, so I think it they shouldn't be missing him too much. Uh, all in all, I, th- I, I really like this Brighton side. Uh, they're solid defensively. Uh, Lamptey is a fantastic young player coming through. Neil Muape as well. I think he has the attitude as well. Um, if you remember, uh, in the game against Arsenal, he had an unfortunate incident with uh, Arsenal goalkeeper uh, Leno. But he came out of that strong and he scored a 95th minute winner, which uh, proved to be crucial in Brighton's uh, season and help them uh, survive relegation. So I think Neil Mwape, uh, with a year of experience, um, should be able to kick on and uh, perform really well. So I think uh, Brighton will be coming in at 14th, in my opinion. 
So the next team we're going to talk about is Burnley, um, whose manager is Sean Dyche, who's been there for nine years now. Uh, Burnley are not really an exciting team to watch. They are a solid team. They're rigid. Uh, defensively, one of the best teams in the league, uh, even though they more often than not finish in the bottom of the league. Uh, they have scarce resources. They make the most of them, and they play a certain way, and they have done that since they've come to the Premier League. So kudos to them, um, but they're not really an exciting side to watch. They have made no signings uh, yet, and I think they've let a few players go, but none of them were really important for them, uh, in my opinion. So talking about the side, they have a fantastic defense, uh, as we talked about before. Uh, their goalkeeper, Nick Pope, I think is one of the most talented keepers in the division, and he came really close to winning the Golden Glove and playing for a team like Burnley, that is a, a huge achievement. They have Tarkowski, who can play centre-back for any of the top six sides. In my opinion, he's a fantastic defender, along with Ben Mee. They are a really, really uh, rigid, solid team that doesn't concede a lot. So that's pretty... Um, that's one way to play, I guess. And uh, one player I'm really um, excited about is uh, Brady. And unfortunately, he has had... Um, injury problems throughout his Burnley career so hopefully he gets uh, long periods of injury free football this season so that we can finally see what he's capable of in Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes they have two old-fashioned tough strikers really solid players um, it's it's really a no-nonsense team and uh, it's it's not really exciting football to watch but it's they are in the Premier League and uh, and I've in my opinion, they are here to stay. I see them coming in 11th um, and having another solid season. It depends on how long Sean Dyche is here. Uh, it, it, there were rumors that he might take a sabbatical, take a year off, and that is where a huge change can come in for Burnley. So that's the preview for Burnley. And let's talk about the next team, Chelsea. A really, really exciting team right now. Um, their manager, Frank Lampard, has done a decent job at Derby. Unfortunately, he couldn't get them to the Premier League through the playoffs. But he has been given the chance to come in at Chelsea. And I think he's done a fantastic job in his first year, especially like at the start of the season. Nobody gave, uh, nobody thought that Chelsea will be able to finish in the top four. He's been um, able to do that. And he's done such a good job that at the end of the season, Chelsea fans were kind of disappointed that they only got top four. I think they were expecting uh, to maybe win a cup as well. They were in the final of the FA Cup, only to be thwarted by a fantastic Arsenal side. Uh, and on top of that, he's done one great job with uh, bringing the youth players in. I mean, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount... Tamori, uh, Reese James, these players have been fantastic for them. And on top of that, now they've made some really, really good signings. Timo Werner comes in from Red Bull Leipzig for 50 million euros. And that is a fantastic signing. That's such a bargain signing in a, even in the pandemic affected world. I could see him going for 75 to 80 million euros at least. They've caught in Shilwell. Um, I th this is one signing I'm not really too sure about because I think in the market there was much more value to be had. They could have got Alex Telles, who's 27 from Porto, for around 30 million pounds. They could have got Tagliafico uh, for around 25 to 30 million euros. Uh, so Chilwell is younger, 
uh, going forward, I think he's really solid. But um, defensively, I think he's a little bit suspect. Uh, they've also got in Ziyech, uh, who's done fantastically for Ajax in uh, Champions League. So he's a fantastic addition for a relatively uh, small outlay. They have signed Malang Sar for, uh, on a free transfer, but it's rumored that he will be going out on loan this season. He's a young 21-year-old centre-back, and that's that'll be uh, interesting to see how he develop. They've got in Thiago Silva on free but he's 36, so let's see how he gets on with the pace of the Premier League. Uh, the biggest of all is Kai Havertz. They have signed him for around uh, 62 million pounds up front uh, with another 10 to 15 million pounds in um, add-ons. So let's uh, let's see how he adapts to the Premier League. I think it's going to take him a year or two to get to the pace of the Premier League, but then he's going to be there for a decade to come in their side. He's a fantastic footballer, and uh, the world expects a lot from him. So let's see how that um, gets on. And they're still rumored to be looking for a goalkeeper. Um, and I think it's very important that they do that because I don't think Kepa is of Chelsea's standard or the Premier League standard. He's just, I feel, too short. So it makes it difficult for him to reach the ball when it's um, hit into the top corners. He's just 6-1. So it's really, really hard for a keeper that short to... Uh, uh, to be able to make significant saves. Um, last season was uh, an interesting season for Chelsea because they conceded 54 goals in the Premier League, which is a really, really bad statistic. Uh, they had a really bad defense, and to a certain extent, they have been able to address it. Um, but with the world suffering through pandemic-related footballing costs, uh, Chelsea saw an opportunity to get some really fantastic players because in any other market... I cannot see how Chelsea would go on and get Havertz because uh, teams like Real Madrid, uh, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, PSG would be gunning for a talent like this. Uh, with the pandemic, they were given a free shot to go and sign this player who seems to be a world beater. So that's of, and it's an interesting strategy to go with. But their defense still looks like it could use some more. Um, Additions and if they were able to get those defensive additions, I could easily see this Chelsea side finishing second or even going all the way and winning the Premier League. But uh, because of uh, not being able to address the defensive issues, I think they will come in third. And when I say third, I think they will comfortably come in third, not challenging, uh, not being challenged for their position um, by the teams below them. I think they will be comfortably third and I think to a certain extent they will be able to push the top two to uh, a, a battle. Um, but the one concern for me is about with regards to Chelsea is uh, did they sign too many players and will they be able to integrate these players uh, into their squad and uh, actually uh, put on a sustained, consistent run? That will be the challenge for Frank Lampard. So... Um, but it's a really exciting uh, season to look forward to for Chelsea fans. And uh, let's see how they get on. Uh, let's talk about the next team, that is Crystal Palace. They had a bad end of the season. I mean, the last, they lost the last seven out of their eight matches. Um, of course, you could argue that they were already safe from relegation. But the problem is this season, the Premier League starts relatively quickly after the last campaign. So there's a chance that this form could translate into their next season. And Roy Hodgson looked uh, 
pretty clueless towards the end of the season. Zaha, it felt like he went missing, although he had a good match here and there. Their match against Chelsea was really entertaining, but unfortunately, even that ended up in a defeat. So it's going to be interesting how Crystal Palace come out and start their season. Zaha, it feels like he has outgrown the team. He looks, uh, he looks like he deserves to be at a, a bigger club, but Crystal Palace are holding on to him because they know he's their most important player. Uh, he has a lot of value in the market. I mean, last season they were asking Arsenal to pay up to seventy million pounds, and they felt that was too much of a price to pay for Zaha, and went and got Nicolas Pepe, and it it, it makes you wonder whether. Crystal Palace were asking for way too much money. I mean, maybe around 50 to 60 million pounds. Uh, they could have sold him and then reinvested in the squad and diversified a bit. But unfortunately, it doesn't feel like um, the move they made by overpricing him uh, and pricing him out of a move was a good decision uh, because it looks like Zaha doesn't want to be there. Uh, although I would say he has been really good in the uh, preseason from what I've seen. Um, it's going to be interesting how well he's going to perform, how um, committed he will be to this team. I think that will make a lot of difference. If the prime Zaha turns up, I could see Crystal Palace finishing in the top half of the table. Uh, but on the flip side, if Zaha comes back feeling looking disinterested, it's going to be a really, really long, hard campaign. Uh, so talking about their new signings, they've got Izzy from QPR and he was really solid uh, at QPR last season. He can operate on as an attacking midfielder or on the on the right wing. So uh, Zaha will be operating from the other side. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play. It looks like they have got the players to uh, in the attack to take advantage of uh, these two wingers. Uh, and um, Jordan Ayew is also a really good player. And in addition, they've also signed Nathan Ferguson, who's very highly rated by West Bromwich Albion fans. And uh, he's a really young player who can operate in the right back role. So that overall, it feels like they've added some interesting players to their squad. Um, but with that being said, it's, it's an aging squad in need of revival. And uh, Roy Hodgson, towards the end of the campaign, looked uh, completely lost. So I could see them... Going down this season, I'm predicting that they'll be coming in at 18th. I might be, I might be, I might be a little bit bold in saying that, but I, I genuinely think this season could be the season they go down. The next club we're going to be talking about is Everton, who are managed by Ancelotti, who has been extremely successful uh, in multiple clubs that he has managed. Um, it's it's actually quite interesting the fact that he is at Everton. It feels like. His stock has gone down a bit in the last few years. But uh, with that being said, uh, Everton uh, represent an opportunity for him to uh, be auditioning for the bigger jobs out there. And, and that being said as well, um, the Everton management seem to be interested in backing their manager. They seem to be with, filled with funds to get some really good players from around the world. Um, so let's just jump into the signings. Uh, they have signed Allen from uh, Napoli, who is highly regarded. They are rumored to be getting James um, Hamas Rodriguez from Real Madrid. Uh, he's a fantastic player as well. And they're also going to purchase uh, Dukure from Watford for a, 
a very uh, low fee in, in comparison to the other players. Apparently, he's going to go for around 25 million pounds or under, which I think is a really good signing because he ha- he is a really good center defensive midfielder that will add some steel to this Everton side. Uh, but on the outgoings, apparently Moise Keane might go back to Juventus on an initial low and then uh, have an obligation to buy a, a sort of a deal. Um, unfortunately, that hasn't worked out uh, the way it was expected. He was a big money signing by Everton. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So um, good luck to Moise Keane. Uh, he's, he seems to be a fantastic player, but he needs to get his head right and focus on the football, which uh, is important. Um, overall, I think Everton, uh, with their existing players, are a good team, a solid team. Um, and I expect them to finish in the top half. Uh, I see them coming in ninth. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, be sure to let me know. And then moving on, let's talk about Fulham. Um, Fulham have come into the Premier League through the championship playoff. They won 2-0 against uh uh, championship side Brentford, who I really, really like. And I think they're a fantastic team and I can't wait for them to be in the Premier League. But now, uh, Fulham are going to be part of the Premier League for the next season. They have Scott Parker as their manager, who's young. Although he's relatively inexperienced, um, his tactics in the final have been given uh, a lot of praise. Uh, I mean, of course, the last time Fulham were in the Premier League, they were absolutely atrocious. They've spent over 100 million um, euros and they were just horrible and they just went right down. So this time it's going to be interesting how they perform. I mean, uh, Scott Parker seems to be having some seriously good ideas. So let's see how he'll be able to implement them, if he'll be able to get the players that he needs uh, to kick on and uh, maybe stay in the Premier League for the next couple of seasons. So with that being said, let's talk about the signings. They've got Knockout from Brighton. Uh, seems to be a really good player. Um, it's going to be interesting how he's going to adapt at Fulham. Uh, and then they've got uh, Lamina from Southampton uh, on a loan. From what I've been able to see and what I've uh, been reading, I think he's a box-to-box midfielder who will provide some much-needed depth to this squad. Um, besides that, I think really think this Fulham side will go down um, in 19th place. I just don't see how they can stay up. Um, They're not uh, as good as some of the other teams in the league. And um, I'm afraid Scott Parker's uh, season in the Premier League will be confined to this one. So let's talk about the next team on the agenda and its leads. Um, A very historical club uh, with a fantastic manager in Marcelo Bielsa. I mean, he's very, very highly rated. And there were rumors that uh, Messi would like uh, Bielsa to come over and come over to Barcelona and be the new manager. Um, of course, he seems to be committed to Leeds at this point of time. And uh, personally, I think he could be the sole reason why uh, Leeds stay up this season. And that's not even overstating his uh, ability. I remember watching his Atletico Bilbao side demolish Manchester United in the 2012 uh, Europa League um, season and they were phenomenal. Um, He is a fantastic manager. So moving on, um, some of the signings that they have made. Robin Cook uh, seems like a young centre-back, just young German centre-back. 
And more interesting signing is uh, Rodrigo from Valencia for around 30 million euros. He's a 29-year-old striker. But the, the, the thing that is most interesting about him is he gets a lot of assists instead of goals. He had four goals and nine assists last season in the La Liga. And uh, he seems to be more of a playmaker kind of a striker than um, a pure out-and-out goal-scoring striker. And they've also got Helder Costa from Wolves. Uh, last season, they have been fantastic defensively. They had a... Expected conceding goals of 29.21. They conceded 35 goals at the end, which is only around 0.76 goals per game. And they had the best defensive um, record in the championship last season. And if you look at the fact that uh, Sheffield came the season before, they were one of the best uh, defensive sides in the championship the year before. And they came up and they were phenomenal last season defensively. And if Leeds can do anywhere near as well as Sheffield have done, they are going to be safe really quickly. And uh, they have some really good players in the defense like Stuart Dallas, Luke Eiling. And um, I think um, they're going to do really well in the Premier League this season. I expect them to come in at 10th, which would be a fantastic debut campaign for Leeds. Um, Of course, their ambitions are extremely lofty. Um, I remember reading an article where their uh, CEO or managing director came out and said that it's uh, Leeds not shouldn't just be a Premier League club; they should be a Champions League club. So lofty ambitions, but for the first season back in the Premier League, I think it would be a really good campaign if they can finish at tenth. Let's talk about the next club that is Leicester City. Um, their manager Brendan Rodgers has been a really interesting manager. Uh, he started off uh, his career at Swansea. They were playing some really, really beautiful football at the start of the decade. Then he moved to Liverpool and came extremely close to winning the Premier League with uh, Liverpool. I remember uh, Luis Suarez had one of the best campaigns for a striker. He was just phenomenal. They came just short. And uh, I think that's the season where um, Gerard had a little bit of a, a slip. And um, yeah, well, the rest is history, I guess. And um, then he moved around a bit. And finally, he was at Leicester, I think, uh, a year and a half back. And the last season, it's, it's, it's really disappointing when you look at it as a whole. I mean, at the start of the season, if you told them they're going to finish fifth, probably they'd be like, yeah, we're happy with that. But after spending most of the season in top four and uh, only really falling out of it uh, at the tail end of the campaign, it must be extremely disappointing for uh, Leicester City and their fans. Uh, especially after the horrible run they went on uh, towards the uh, from January I mean like they were just disastrous they just collapsed and um, yeah it's unfortunate they had few injuries uh, Madison and um, and on top of that uh, I think Vardy has just completely lost his form who was a crucial player to them it's just um, it's disappointing at the end of the day and uh, overall I think Leicester City are a fantastic club they have a really good business model they do a good job of replacing their players, like they have uh, replaced uh, Maguire really well with Soyonchu, and then they have replaced Kante with Ndidi. Uh, they are a phenomenal club. And even this season, um, they have replaced Shilwell with uh, a Belgian player whose name I'm not entirely sure, so I'll give it a go. Castagne? I hope that's how it's pronounced. 
he he they've signed him for uh, roughly a third of the transfer fee and he looks yeah, apparently from what i've heard he looks to be a very good left back so he's going to be an interesting player they're going to bring in and they're also linked with uh, Dwight McNeil and uh, uh, so overall they're a really strong side but um, they really lack that x factor that could take them to the next level and uh, Vardy seems to be aging and uh, will the age finally catch up with him will he be not be able to uh, deliver a 20 goal season that is going to really really hurt uh, Leicester City um overall i think they're going to come in at 7th and um i'm i'm going to tell you that they are a fantastic side don't get me wrong but uh, i don't see how they can repeat last season i mean i don't see them coming in 5th they i feel that there are sides that are stronger than them who have reinforced better than them and arsenal's last season has been a bit of a blip uh and i think arsenal will be coming back stronger and they will finish ahead of leicester so that's the part 1 of the preview thanks for listening i know it's um it's really really exciting right now we're almost at the start of the season um i'm really really excited for this campaign so if you're looking for a place to find really really good premier league content this is the place so subscribe wherever you're listening if you can leave a rating that would be really, really appreciated and follow us on twitter and reddit for more premier league discussions thank you for listening until next time take care guys bye bye